0: When this boy meets
1: world. When this boy meets world. What up, bros? What up, bros? And welcome to Bra meets world. When it's Bra meets world. Your boy meets world fan cast. Welcome to episode 37. I'm Siege. And I'm your boy Tony Curtis. And we have another guest. Welcome Heyo. back.
2: Hey guys, it's Lean again. It's
1: Lean!
0: You guys might remember Lean from our Strike episode that we did earlier this season.
1: Yeah.
2: Which did motivate me to read and finally finish The Grapes of Wrath. Oh yeah,
0: you did it! Hey! (laughs) I commend you because we've discussed several literary works since then and have not picked up a single book about them. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, I did my recommended homework
0: reading. Yeah! We are, however, doing the I guess how they do it in class, where we just learn about a small bit and move right along to the next one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, an American education. Absolutely. Sparknos is a great way of calling it an American education. (laughs) It's like, you got it.
2: (laughs) That is how I learned Shakespeare.
0: That's
1: how we all did. Since we know you a little bit, let's just check in with you. How you been?
2: Been great, you know. uh, Been upset uh generally when you know i pay attention to the news and yeah. america and so <laughs> yeah that's always tough um, when it, the yeah. last the last episode i was on we talked about labor and strikes and uh you know is interesting to see how that's starting to play out in the public sector world we sure uh When there's no agency fee anymore, and people do not understand that they have to like select to be in the union now, and we have contract negotiations coming up, and so it's gonna it's gonna play out.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this will be interesting. Sure will. Fun times had by all. Yeah. We'll
2: see. Well,
1: (laughs) I'm
0: glad that this episode was a good like break from all of the noise in the news right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Different vibe. Um, there is nothing about like using women as pawns. Or,
0: um, sure, you know, there. Or I I will have to say the bra moment of this episode literally stopped me cold, and I think you guys <laughs> both know what I'm talking about.
1: I mean, there are several. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. If yeah, but it is this. I, like I said, I was watching it with Helene, and as every moment went by, I was like, this episode could not be more relevant. <laughs> like, it's just perfectly timed.
0: There's so many subtle learns that they're throwing out there, too, throughout the jokes, and let's just jump right in. I want to get Yeah, okay, started. okay, okay, okay. So,
1: um, just really quick, tell me about it. Um, tell tell it. me about it! Yeah, right? So, this is Season 2, Episode 14. I am not a crook. Um, <laughs> I happened to freestyle.
0: Like, immediately, I was like,
1: uh, I don't
0: know. Sorry, the moment I, know. I read the title, I knew everything about this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, basically, that's a really good thing Corey runs for class president, um, and that's it. I'm sorry, you guys. I just wasn't prepared.
0: I don't have anything. I can record. Sorry. No, I mean, to be honest that's that's the main story throughout there's not really a b or c story pretty much everything is involved, uh, revolves around this class election that's taking place for next year's 8th grade class president yeah. for a second i thought we were coming in and they were going to switch grades on this mid season Likewise, I did too. Because I was so like, there. It's electives now.
2: Oh yeah, and that you know that moment where where Eric is like talking about like his his you know doing the I'm your big brother thing, and says something about like the seventh grade. I'm like, did they just forget to edit that? Because <laughs> he's in seventh grade still. I get it.
1: Yeah, he's still in seventh grade, and there.
0: It's very confusing. All of it's very confusing.
2: Was
1: a little bit. But that's also how elections work. it's not for the year that you're in
0: (laughs) well let's talk about how Corey gets involved in this class election because the boys are trying to choose extracurriculars and they essentially, Corey just can't land on anything, he's just like I'm not really feeling any of this, so Sean pushes him into
1: politics well so what happens is Corey's like I need to find who I am, it's another one of those episodes that you're like this season is about Corey being like I don't have what's a place. my place I don't yeah. know who I am and then which we kind of get a hint of an understanding and a root cause for in this episode that I want to come back to mm-hmm. um when he's talking to Eric yeah uh, and you're like oh this need to this need to find a place comes from middle child syndrome oh it's yeah really yeah just that's what it is and it makes so much sense but um, anyway, that's... Uh, what well, the oh, right.
0: the boys go into Turner's class, and that's where we hear about the elections.
1: Well, what I was going to say is that Sean was like... That's
2: the list, Corey. None of these are me, Sean. I mean, here I am going into my eighth year of public education, and who am I really? Corey, come on. You got a lot of good qualities. Hey, you're honest, loyal, and decent.
1: He says these things, and then when they go into Mr. Turner's class, and he's talking about electing someone he uses those same adjectives
2: people whine and moan about the way things run around here well this is a chance to change things by getting involved your class
1: president doesn't need to be a quarterback or a cheerleader you'll be much better off with someone who's
0: honest loyal and decent Corey, that's you
2: which
1: I mean, that is, is what you want.
2: Well, what you want in a politician. Well, that's what's interesting, too, is it's, that's what we say we want in a politician. Oh, but then, point. you know, what actually ends up playing out in a real race um, <laughs> is a little bit more reflective of, you know, the, the battle between Meese and Corey and the Alvin,
0: Alvin, Mies Alvin,
2: Alvin Meese, Alvin
1: Meese, yeah.
2: you know, who can be, uh, you know, who can make these bigger, bolder promises and, and that's what really lures in people when what they say is they want an honest, decent, loyal candidate, but what they really want is a bullshit artist. Free things
0: (laughs) and five day weekends. Exactly.
1: Uh, Um,
0: I think that from a writing perspective, this is just a really interesting character arc for Corey, because essentially we're seeing him be the end result at the beginning of the episode, stray from that, and then come back to it. Yes. Only to end up being what he essentially wanted to be the entire time, which is what he originally was. It's just such an interesting
1: like thing for him as a character. And it's also, I, like as I get older, I'm like, oh, this is what people meant by be yourself. It's just <laughs> like, a, oh, no, I am happiest when I'm me. And you do no. need to take this. I feel like um, we're going to start to see this pattern with Corey where it's like, Corey's the ideal person. We already value Corey for who he is. Corey strays from that trying to be someone else. And then Corey realized that he should just be himself. Yeah. And we're going to get this loop. Um. Until Corey like finally gets it in some sense, but at the exact same time, that's kind of what growing up is. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that circle of being like,
2: oh, I should be someone else. Oh, yeah. Wait. It's it's like that realization that authenticity. Yes. Is what's actually cool, mm-hmm. and what actually gives you friends and people who love you and care about you is because like, like no, we 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 just like you. What do you? Not this, like, other version of you that you think you should be. It's.
0: I think it takes a while to figure that out. And uh, high school yeah. and middle school is not the place that you figure
2: it out. Oh, fuck no.
0: No, Maybe. not at all. <laughs> That's where you're just trying on all these different hats just to see what fits.
2: Yeah. Well, you're trying to figure out who you are.
0: Yeah. Accurate, accurate journey for them at this age, I would say, then. Yeah. Yeah. I, very, very much Can so. we... Can we talk about Sean just a little bit in this episode? Because I've never liked him and disliked him more in <laughs> yeah. one 30-minute period. So
1: let, we'll talk about that because we still need to do roll call. But yeah, let's go and just talk about Sean right now and and the role he played. Because it's funny because, like, Sean, in one hand, he's never – I've never seen him
0: so enthusiastic about anything. Yes! And yes. he was so funny and got so into it was so energized but at the same time he was just continuously being more and more of a piece of shit so it was like <laughs> i
1: like you but i don't like you well for me it was a thing where i i was watching sean get this excited i was like you're right we don't see sean get this hyped or interested in anything to the point where Corey's like you're getting off on this and yeah Sean's like <laughs> I kind of am. <laughs> like, he's surprised in it. And, and then he's good at it. Like, again, he's good at the bad version of it, but you're like, you're still absorbing this, and, t- like, you're thriving in this area. And I feel that if this was real life, you would want a teacher or someone to notice that this kid actually has skill mm-hmm. and, um, and a natural talent for this. Right. And kind of always nurture it, you know. Right. N- nurture that interest. Because I feel like what happens is a kid will do something like this, and the kid, the parents are just like, oh, wow, that's weird, and let it go.
2: Right. No, right? I agree. I mean, like, he's got this, like, natural inclination towards, like, a communications director. Yeah. And, like, who... Uh, I, I, one of the things that was like jarring for me for the episode was like, wow, these eighth graders even know that like to be a real politician, you have to be just full of shit. Like that's what.
0: <laughs> that's what kind of surprised me too is that Sean seemed to immediately understand. The process, like, when he sees Alvin in the cafeteria talking, he's like, wait, hold up, this guy gets straight A's. I'm going to call him out on that. And, like, attacking character to try to sway votes. Like, that was something that came so
1: instinctively to him.
2: It was crazy how much he got it and how easily he got it. And
1: it it makes sense because, for me, um, it wasn't even out of left field. You often talked about how you felt that Sean was like, he got off on crime or breaking bad things, but Sean really got off on power and, like, knowing how the structure, the social structure works mm-hmm. and, like, bending it. And so politics just makes sense.
0: That <laughs> I was gonna say I think it's still, like, getting off on crime. is just the legal form of crime, which is politics. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. And you're right. He had an understanding. He's like, oh, he's the one who's, like, Corey, it's just a campaign promise. Yeah. You know, he's like a... He's th-
2: like, no, you're not going to actually do that. Nobody expects you to do No one go.
1: expects you to actually do it. You just say the things. Give the people what they want. And then you were like, wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you get it, man. That's concerning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which,
0: great writing, having that come back around to bite Sean in the ass.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- this, again, this show pivoted in several different ways. I mean, like, Let's go into the roll call so we can bring up uh, sure, some sure characters. Mm-hmm. All right, so in the roll call, we let's talk about Alvin Meese. Alvin Meese first. Alvin Meese is—I
0: feel yeah. like we've seen Alvin before. I think this is the first time he's been named, perhaps. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And he is the kid who nominates himself for class president,
1: <laughs> which I love. How Mister Turner was like, yeah, humble start. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
2: someone um, nominate him.
1: Uh, yeah that was just i love how yeah so he nominates himself turner's like okay how about it be someone else nominate you and then that's when cory nominates him cause, because because cory is apathetic which yeah. is crazy he's like oh he wants to do it why not let him take the position you're like no that's a terrible <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to wonder
0: um what Alvin is he just is it just a whatever I'll do it I have nothing else better to do because he seems to have a strong desire for this making extreme promises going above and beyond um, in the same way Corey is but we don't ever seem to get his motivation behind it
2: well I think like the note, his motivation is inclined uh, or inferred rather through his dress. Like, he's a nerdy, straight-A student, and it's just, like, one more thing to add to his resume. Exactly. Because that kid's thinking about his resume.
1: He's already thinking about college at this point in time. So I definitely agree that he's just the type that you expect to do it. Uh And he's the type who, uh, again, kind of leaning into this week's uh, overall social discussion, he's the type who feels entitled to it. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I want to go for this. And uh, why would I not get it? Yeah, why
2: wouldn't I? Be I'm the class, class president,
1: president material. I'm the obvious choice. I
2: certainly look like I'd be the class
1: president. <laughs> um, at it's a certain point,
0: <laughs> in a certain point in the episode, Alvin introduces us to another girl who plays uh, a big part.
1: Yes, and then we come to Paula Kelly, and Paula, Paula Kelly's Kelly. entrance, uh, Bruh. yeah. Okay, so (laughs) of all
0: the weeks to watch this episode...
1: I'm going to take a step back and let Helene have this. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just funny to think about how... I mean, what was this? In, like, 1994, this episode was written? And... Only
0: three years after Anita Hill, just to put this in perspective. Oh, that's
2: a good point. And only, what, two, four years before Monica Lewinsky? Yeah. So, just... It was very kind of like I just was like oh, come on, we're gonna use a woman as a pawn in this political campaign right now. Okie dokie. Like
0: this, and this it, is just
2: who we are as people, I guess. Yeah. And and you know what like it was hard because it's like it wasn't a false claim. He he did say girls were <laughs> icky, but it it seemed to me to be like from the writer's perspective, like the delegitimizing of people s- standing up against politicians when they are actually problematic. Like I don't know, maybe like a Supreme Court justice who's kind of rapey um, <laughs> nominee who's a little rapey, uh, gang rapey, <laughs> little gang rapey, <laughs> possibly allegedly. Um, it it seems like mock that more like to me that was the show kind of mocking the idea of people coming out against politicians against people with power to to you know air their truth and talk about their their stories and how that's really a political move that's that's a it's a pawn move and that that kind of like hurt me upset me a little bit because it was just like these are these should be two separate things like Dr. Blasey, like Dr. Christine Blasey Ford coming forward and saying that, you know, she had this experience with, with Brett Kavanaugh, it should not be looked at as a political move as a, as a way to destroy the character of this person. It should be, it's a way that a person is moving forward with their civic duty and doing the thing that they should do, which is give all the information to the American people and to our senators about somebody who is going to make decisions that directly impact people across this country, specifically women and how they are able to use their bodies with their own will. So that, ugh, it gave me like the, the yeah. Yeah. when they brought her.
0: Totally.
1: <laughs> well, like when, when the moment that Alvin was like, Oh, hold on. I have something. Stay right here. I was like, they're not gonna and they're not gonna do it. <laughs> Which,
0: do. by the way, he just had that locked and loaded and ready yeah, to go. Ready to, go.
1: yeah. And then he brought her out, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is she going to say?" Initially,
0: <laughs> so uncomfortable right off. This the This is like, oh my god, it could
1: be anything.
2: I'm glad it was. She, he said, girls are icky. Yes, because I I'm was glad. Like, they,
1: I'm really glad that they played it safe with that. Yeah, that but is
0: that is? It's, it's it's this whole thing that well. It's a, It's not even technically a really big deal, but this girl's making a big deal out of it. A big deal mm-hmm. yeah. out of it. Yeah, no, no,
1: again, like, here's the thing. It's one of those things where it's like, I was happy that they went with that. But also, the fact that they went with that is like, oh, so women are just blowing things out of proportion. You know, it's just like, it's not great, but it's better than what you could have done. But I kind of wish you hadn't done it at all. But it kind of makes it a really good point. So just
2: wish, like, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't your, like, dirt on somebody not have been a woman coming forward with allegations? Like, couldn't there been anything else? <laughs> well, so
0: it's, well, it just so... Just the way Alvin like is coaching her, just be like, "What happened next?" And just yeah. like talking about it as if it was this really traumatic yeah. incident. Yeah, kind yeah. of like I don't know. And then again, a penis thrusted into your face.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so what's interesting about this is it's three years after Anita Hill, but it's also two years after the presidential election between George H. W. Bush. And Bill Clinton, mm. and where a bunch of people he, came forward. Yeah, I want to say which a bunch of people came forward for who? For Bill Clinton, and yeah. this is a liberal show. So the idea, it's like it's like a, at the time that we were in, these men were still like, oh, it's kind of like the reverse of where we're at now, where yeah. the Democratic side were like, oh, you're just using these women to discredit the our candidate. And it's like, oh, so it's not a good look on anyone, <laughs> right? It's... No. Um,
0: and what they do with this character too is really interesting because you you see her, you know, in so much heartbreak over what Sean did to her years ago, only to later on join Sean when he decides to run for class president. Yeah. As it, her his vice president. Yeah, it's, it's saying a lot. When Sean <laughs> decides to drop out of the race, she's like, wait, hold on. I still want to be... I, I want to do something important. I want to be involved. He goes, well, how about I take you out on a date instead? And she goes, fuck politics. I'm going to go on a date with a man. And walks <laughs> off.
1: Yeah. What? yeah. yeah, And again, it's that thing where... So at the end, we're kind of jumping around, but like at the end when Topanga is, like, you know, she just kind of slips into the role and, every, you know, as champions of Topanga in any way, we're like, yeah, this is this is the person who has the most cost. It also made me think, and it's a woman who's being a leader. Yeah. So fantastic. But what's interesting about that is it also goes back to what you said of, like, Topanga being the only female that's allowed to be worthy. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Topanga's the only female in this uh, cast who's allowed to be worthy, and every other female is just essentially waiting on a man.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, no, they'll let Topanga say her whatever she wants to say. They'll let her be feminist and outspoken, but lick your lips first, babe. Oh, God, that
1: part. <laughs> Again, I just looked at Helene.
2: Topanga, could you please just read what I wrote out for you? Yeah, like I'm going to say, Cory's cute and cuddly. That's what's important to me as a girl. This is not how I think. This is not how any girl thinks. Someone knows what he's doing. No, no, I don't. Really, she's right. I should have been more sensitive to our female brothers. I want you to say whatever you think needs to be said as a human being who just happens to be female. Apology accepted. Before you start, could you wet your lips? You are so sleazy. That, and and that is still to this day. I mean, didn't Orrin Hatch say about Dr. Ford? She, she was, was a pleasing. Very, he was, she was very pleasing. Yeah, uh, she was, was pleasing. Yeah, yeah, very attractive.
1: <laughs> and you're like, here's the like, thing. I heard that clip and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, <was>
2: like, <laughs> I, heard, I heard that clip and I was like, when the fuck is Orrin Hatch going to die? God damn it, this man has been in the Senate for too long. That was I'm my right. initial, my reaction. No,
1: here's like First <laughs> of all, I completely am like, yeah, it's never the ones you want. <laughs> These ones are hanging on. Yes. <laughs> just constantly still there. Really locked in. Yeah, but no, um, that was just honestly a, a, a shocking moment to hear. Because like, at this point in time, during a sexual uh, misconduct investigation, the last thing you should say...
2: Yeah, she cute. I'd harass her, too. <laughs> this is, like... I don't, you don't have to know anything else. Just know to not say that. Which is, like, why they needed to have a female prosecutor to do their lines of questioning, because they knew, at least, like, whoever does, like, the communication strategy for the Republicans on the Judicial Hearing Committee was at least, like, no, you guys are gonna say some dumb shit if we let you. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna just make you... Just be fucking quiet for once. And, I, I mean, like, congrats to that person. They still looked bad and weird. But, yeah. But they at least, like, they knew to <laughs> stop it before Orrin Hatch said some even worse shit. <laughs> exactly.
0: Go ahead, Dee. I was just gonna say, I, I know this is more about the hearing than the episode, but, like, if anyone, if anyone in my entire life was like, Oh, yeah, I think he's capable of gangbanging someone. <laughs> like, what? Like, anyone. Like, nonetheless, like, a group of people, your roommate from college, saying that, like, oh, yeah, all of that's crazy believable. He's a was a wild alcoholic. Aggressive. <laughs> like, what?
1: That's the whole I... thing. It's like, I mean... It, it, we're talking about it because it's relevant. So I want to make that yeah, it's relevant it, to this episode. It's very sure. relevant to this episode about how politics works and about how it's perceived and about how men of a certain entitlement just don't understand. Because how this started off was, as you said, Corey and Sean. Well, when Sean says all these things to Topanga, he's very much like a when she walks off offended after being asked to lick her lips. As he's like. Shouldn't. I was willing to give you a voice. What? He literally just, they don't answer the question. He's just like, what? I don't understand why you're mad at me. And you're like, that's kind of the problem. You, you consider yourself, I'm a good person. I did the right thing. I was willing to let you speak for women and you got offended because I asked you to lick your lips. Let's focus on the big thing here. (laughs) And to see things like this was, um, Cavanaugh, it's funny because they are keep saying things like, how dare you do this to this man? Or why would you put his family through this? Or like him just being like, my life is being turned upside down. Yada, yada, yada. His life's being ruined. And it's like, you could have withdrawn at any point in time. Mm-hmm. You are the one who insisted on following through with this. You were the one who insisted on taking it this far. And it's because you just have this entitlement as to how like why would you not and and also
0: i don't know if anyone's ever accused you of something that you 100% did not do i get infuriated my reaction is i'm i'm like what yeah bring in the fbi let me yeah. take a lie detective yeah. i'll yeah. prove to you right now i didn't do that shit exactly never once he was like well i was not at that party i do not recall that specific party on the night that that per- wait i don't recall any party in which that took place but also bring in the FBI at that party, let's party everybody
2: it. at that party said it didn't happen i wasn't at that party i was at that party well so like like he he flip flopped he's, he's a flip-flopper, a flip-flopper.
1: <laughs> he's a flip-flopper <laughs> 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 what okay so kind of like to bring it back around when also when she's brought in paula kelly is brought in i looked at it like this was a Alvin Meese came in with a, this is a win-win situation for him. Mm -hmm. Because if the the accusation blows up on him, then that's fine. But if he defends himself by saying, oh, that was me when I was younger, and I've changed, then we'll just label him as a Mm flip-flopper. Which, again, a really great tactic politically, but also says a lot about our own politics, where it's like it's always a one-two, gotcha.
2: I I want to bring to everyone's attention, though, that one of Bill Clinton's accusers name was Paula Jones. Paula Kelly. (sighs) Paula Jones. And I hope everyone takes a minute to just Google her, because she looks hella like Paula Kelly.
1: She looks like... not Wow. Wow. I
2: feel like that kind of confirms where the writers...
1: Yes, I told you!
2: (laughs) Wow, that... That wow. Hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was that's being completely dismissive of women and their their right and make these claims like.
1: Yeah, that is that's painful. That hurts. So, um
2: That is up to the ick factor.
1: It really really did and again, it's something to where I don't know if you saw but I forgot who it was. I think it was Lindsey Graham. It was like if if you guys don't watch out, we're gonna be this hard on your nominees, and we're like, that's Good. the point.
2: Be this hard on our nominees. If our it's a
0: lifetime was, appointment. Please. Yeah,
2: this is a lifetime appointment. This is a person who is going to make decisions about women and their bodies and and people of color and what we can do in our and like our autonomy as humans. Good, put them through the fucking ringer. They well, should also, be exactly.
1: It's something where they're like, oh, so you. You think that we don't want a conservative sex offender on the bench. We want no sex offenders. No sex offenders. offenders. That's the goal. The goal is no sex offenders. You if
0: know, you said they, R. Kelly was going to be the Supreme Court justice, I would, still, would have still have these be complaints. Upset. Yeah, and, and you made me believe I can fly. I would still complain. The,
2: the thing, <laughs> like the the last point I want to make about Kavanaugh, because I know we don't want to drag on this too much, but like the Republicans could have withdrawn this person. They could have picked that Catholic woman. Yeah. Who like would be a lot tougher for Democrats to have an argument against? Yeah. But they. They're not going to, because they just want to show their power. Exactly. Oh, the- I, don't, I don't
0: think that's it at all. I think that Brett Kavanaugh will side with Trump if ever he gets...
2: Oh, well, no, it's, it's, well, yeah, it's but-
1: a mixture, but here's the thing. That's It's definitely what you were saying, TC, which is that um, they they want someone in place that'll help Trump when it inevitably gets to that point. But also, what as Helene was saying... What, finish your point.
2: Well, it's just they... They want to show – like, it's a dick-swinging contest, essentially. They want to show, like, nope, we are so powerful that we will put a man on this bench for life who – Just
0: to prove our point. Probably
2: did did sexually assault that yeah. woman. We believe her story. She's a credible witness. Yeah. We don't care, though.
1: Exactly. He's
2: still going to – he's going to rip apart Roe versus Wade, and that's what we care about. And that's,
1: here's the thing. That's – I will agree that what's very, very clear – is that this particular move from this moment on, it's not that they don't believe her. They all find her credible. Mm-hmm. They're like, and what? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but also, sexual abuse shouldn't be a... It shouldn't be a Democrat or Republican issue. It should be a person issue. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Well.
0: <laughs> Again,
1: it, it should be. And I, I had a lot of just uh, talks about this earlier this week, about how... Same thing when it happens with... Um, It shouldn't be a Republican issue or a conservative issue. It shouldn't be a race issue. A lot of people, like Bill Cosby, got convicted this uh, week.
0: Bill Cosby's going to prison. Exactly.
1: And I saw a lot of black people, black men especially, being like, oh, so Bill Cosby goes to jail for it, but no one else? And you're like, no, we want... All predators Everyone to go to jail for to it. Jail.
2: <laughs> I will say, I, I do agree with that. Op- the optics of that, at least, is like, oh, yeah, the, the black guy does get prosecuted
1: for Yeah, us. but A, <laughs> A, Yes. yes. To ask you to answer your question. Oh, so the black guy gets convicted? Yes. To yes. answer your question, of course. in this America, yes.
0: Well I thought I you know what when the when the Bill Cosby thing first happened, I wasn't very familiar. I feel like he was kind of the OG of the Me Too movement. And I thought it was a solely Cosby issue, but as it kind of expanded and time went on, we realized that oh no, it's just a bunch of guys in Hollywood and a bunch of guys in power and politics doing this. So I think he is the first to go, but hopefully there will be others to follow. I-
2: I agree i want to see weinstein weinstein yeah i want to see that guy in handcuffs. i agree and i
1: think i mean to be honest all of them i mean like if you there's uh i I talk about bojack a lot but they just deal with it in this particular season Mm -hmm. and there's a point in time where someone's like if there was any justice you'd be in jail Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you're not going to jail you just can't have as much power as you used to have and that in itself is bothering you (laughs) and it's sad that that in itself we took away your power not your freedom not your uh ability to make money or the money you've already made right you still have all that yeah we just took away your access to the amount of power that you used to have and that's gotta be enough for me
0: (laughs) yo i don't see i don't i don't see bill cosby going to jail i I, I don't know, man. I think he's gonna disappear. I don't know. I I just I he's too old. He's like eighty nine years old or
1: something. I don't know, man. This guy he has nothing left of him. He's well, he's
2: eighty one and he's probably gonna die in jail.
1: First of all, a he he may die in jail. He already has spent time in prison. Um, oh, wow. Like the when they convicted him, he had to go to prison that night. Mm. Um, so there's that. And then second of all is you're right. He may not stay very long in there, but a lot of people think that the length of his term was also... It's very
2: short.
1: Uh, it's very short considering, and it was like it's most likely because they were like, he's old, so they gave him three to ten years. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the range is three to ten.
0: Well, only one of his <laughs> his uh, accusers were in the Statue of the Lim-
1: Limitations, right? Correct. So, yeah. 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 Exactly. But yeah. I'm saying, like, if it was anyone else, or if he was a younger man, everyone's, especially sure. a younger black man, yeah. everyone's convicted, he would, sorry, everyone's convinced he would have gotten a longer sentence. For
2: sure, for sure.
1: Here's
0: something. Um, When they are in the cafeteria and they're kind of making all these elaborate promises, you see the crowd swaying so easily like like chanting curve breaker curve breaker (laughs) and to myself i was kind of questioning i was like why is this crowd just kind of mindlessly going along with everything they're saying but how similar is that to politicians democrat and republicans and everyday people just kind of repeating what they've heard on the news repeating what they've heard other people say and having these like you know chanting these things that maybe they don't completely understand
2: yeah it's I don't know how else to. You summed it up really well. It's just like people are, it's that mob mentality. They just really like whatever fits their needs at that moment is like what they're going to get behind. I think it's like why you have the Donald Trumps of the world build the wall, build the wall, lock yeah. her up, lock her up. Like you just can like really like rile people up and get them all worked up about things with like very simple phrases and appeal to some of their more like ugly instincts and so for eighth graders it is like yeah fuck the guy who gets a's that ruins my grades and that ruins the curve and so that like that speaks to like my the instinct is to like not like that guy because he he hurts he's an elitist yeah he's an elitist (laughs) and He hurts my ability to... Do well in school or whatever those kids think about that time. Exactly.
1: Uh, uh, that it's definitely. I mean, they paint Corey as an everyman. That's their whole strategy. Mm-hmm. I'm average. I, you're not. You're not challenging. You're not the handsome guy. You're not a jock. You're not. You're one of them. Yeah. You know what? You're a man of the people. Exactly. And
0: bro, what are you talking about? Corey's cool. His parents are dead, and he lives alone. <laughs> he can do what he wants. He has pizza for breakfast.
1: Pizza exactly it, it does say a lot about what sean understands uh about the campaign policy and politics and what the writers think about how easily swayed we are
2: right.
1: one way or the other of uh, easy to chant easy to use women as props you know like all of these things
2: sean's like the og steve bannon
0: <laughs> he totally is because Actually, it's really funny because right when they're in there and like right before alvin brings out the what's-her-face um <laughs> whispers
1: to cory
2: listen man a lot of weird stuff goes on in the trailer park
1: <laughs> i do think it's funny that alvin even he goes cory is squeaky clean cory does have nothing in his yeah,
2: background he's got nothing.
1: but nothing that like we could that we're not already doing right but yeah, his campaign manager that's a place to start and he, again he uses his campaign manager as a, a way to get in. And then he goes, all right, so you're saying this. Uh, can you, Yeah, do you stand you going, with your friend? Or yeah, do you or do
0: stand, you with, stand with us? And then when you stand with us, you're a bad friend. It's exactly. that thing where you can never win.
1: Exactly. Again, Alvin's really strategic with all of these moves, but it's really, for me, what was interesting is Sean. And this is why you're like, he's the original Steve Bannon, because Sean immediately is like, How are you gonna abandon me? It's like you literally told me to give the people what they want. The people want you gone. And now you're just like, oh, so you're just gonna give them anything? (laughs) They'll sacrifice me. His whole and this is what I thought specifically about that and like these conservative Republicans, where it's like, oh, you say that you want all of these things, but if that person pivots from what or pivots from the point where it benefits you, all of a sudden you're like, you gotta go. You're, you've are you changed. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where I thought, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely true to life.
0: What did you think of Alan in this episode? We had a very small taste of him, and I actually thought he did a really good job um, kind of helping Corey understand what was important to him before his big
1: speech.
2: He was the moral compass of the of the episode, for sure.
1: Alan did well. Yeah. Alan did very well. Um this episode. So, you know, give some credit to Alan because oh, yeah. we usually rag on him, but he was a good father, and he even kind of highlights because he's like, What I loved or uh, sorry, the approach that Alan had that I loved is Alan kept asking Cory to explain himself. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah, of why like, do you want this? Yeah. Why, why, why? Over and yeah. over again. Until so he got to the core of it. And Corey was like, Oh, I wanna be.
0: Honest, honest, loyal, and just decent. Decent, loyal, decent,
1: loyal. Decent, yeah. and he's like, "All right, loyal to your friends, honest to the voters, uh, decent, decent enough, enough to kill <laughs> your parents." To kill your parents, you you're right on track. And he again, he, he just didn't walks challenge. Away.
2: Yeah, he just leaves it.
1: He just points those things out, and I was like, "This is a great way of like really getting to him. Mm-hmm. You're not disagreeing sure. with him. You're like, like, yeah. oh, this is what you want. You just told me what you want, and you also just told me this.' So you you connect those two. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you 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 figure out how you got uh, um, connected. i mentioned it
1: earlier but um eric and cory in this uh, episode and again seeing where this need for cory to have this like you see like this little bit of anger come out of cory that again makes sense but there's this whole idea where he's just like, of course you feel this way. You've always had the hair. You've always had the looks. You're older. You, you know, it's like a, he just starts to rant all these things. And you're like, sure, oh, Corey is a middle child. Yeah. Totally. Yeah,
2: totally. Totally a middle child. And, like, it is tough to have an older sibling who, like, it seems like everything just comes to you so easily. Who's just so cool and likable and, you know, everything just works out for them, and they always get the girls, and it's... You You know what
0: I think Sean, I mean, I'm sorry, Corey and Eric's relationship is... Eric, I think, is like everyone you follow on social media where you're only seeing all the stuff they want you to see like yeah. he only sees Eric when he's going out on a date. he doesn't see Eric getting dumped like he he has these ideas of who Eric is that probably doesn't match up and I think Eric knows that and so it feeds his own ego to have Corey think so highly of him when he knows I'm just as lame as everybody
1: else that's absolutely really good point. absolutely um I even well what I liked about it was Corey goes. He goes, you know what's going to happen once I win? People are going to look at you and say, you know who that is sitting next to Corey? And, like, and that's just like, oh, so you're saying a lot about yourself. You think that no one sees you. Mm-hmm. They only see Eric's little brother. Uh, and that's where this resentment is coming from. And it's a lot of playing into, as you said, just like this false idea of who Eric is and why it would be a bad thing to be considered Eric's brother.
2: Right, for
1: sure.
0: Eric has a really funny line where he's like, uh, oh, I have pictures of you naked running through the sprinklers. And Corey's like, I was four. Eric's like, you were twelve. Why does Eric have pictures of his brother naked from a year ago?
1: Okay, so first of all, not gonna lie, this is definitely a sibling thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is like a sibling thing. Because especially since it's it is his brother, he saw an opportunity and he was like, Oh, these are gonna come in handy. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: naked pictures of a 12 year old uh, that he can show to anyone 12-year-old whenever brother,
1: it's, it's your 12 year old it is different when it's your brother listen siblings. only child yeah. Uh, yeah
0: i don't i, I don't know. understand this, is
1: a, sibling this thing. is a sibling thing yeah don't give me like the legality of it aside That's because suitable. yeah, when, when you're dealing with your siblings there are a lot of illegal shit yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: you're just constantly <laughs> building a a case against them like currently wow. i take screenshots of things that my brother comments on like on Facebook like not like friends or anything just like sometimes he'll comment on like a car dealerships thing and it comes up in my feed and I'm just like I'm saving this yeah I don't know what I'm doing with it but I'm saving it
1: one day this is gonna come in handy
2: yeah at some point I don't know it just feels like a thing that's gonna work out for me yeah there was
1: a there was a meme uh the other day it was like people with siblings do you ever just look at your and be like I'm gonna slap this bitch like for no real reason there's no reason
2: all the time
1: and that's just what it's like to be a sibling it, you're just like is. you know what I'm gonna mess with you
2: yeah because I can
1: yeah. I can't mess with anyone else but I can mess with you but, the last person like we just need to hit on for the sake of roll call we really got away from uh is um Magruder, Alex Magruder. Oh,
2: my God, the only person of color. The only person of color,
0: Oh, yes. I was
1: like, we can't forget him. We have to mention him.
0: So, okay, first of all.
2: (laughs) Is this the (laughs) first (laughs) TOC on the show? It's not. (laughs) No, it's
1: not. But they're only used... Third kid, which was like a black friend. (laughs) You
2: can't just like have all of them on in one episode. Like, you hire all those extras all the time. You can't find them. No, sorry.
1: We had a limit.
2: (laughs) We hit the quota.
0: (laughs) Was this the kid from Mighty Ducks? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. All right.
1: Yes, it is. I saw He played, yeah. his agent got him this gig. Good, good for him. Yeah, he is the only person of color. He so, was but-
0: the guy who was always accusing that one kid of being a cake eater on Mighty Ducks, and I never knew what a cake eater was. Oh
1: my god, I just realized. Well, that could be. <laughs> 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 I, I Probably like not that. <laughs> is, it, is it that? What is? is it- what is? Yeah, what's a cake eater? I,
0: I don't know. That's what I'm still curious to find out. You made it seem like it was very explicit. And uh, uh, I mean, does like, it
1: not sound? It sounds pretty explicit. <laughs> it sounds pretty. I think we're going to do this. but uh... um,
0: Yeah, it's really funny because at one point uh, in the debate, Alan, out of nowhere, is like, my mom doesn't buy my clothes. And then <laughs> says, I and storms off. And then the black kid's like, nice outfit. <laughs> 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 Here's the thing.
1: I don't know if they gave him that line, but, like, that is definitely... That's one of form. us. That's very true to form. <laughs> it it's fair. very, very much on, on oh range for a black person to be like, we ain't forget! <laughs> oh, man, so, that's funny. let's talk about the way that this ends. Like, both of the guys, again, they withdraw, but for, not because of any reason other than no, it was the
0: most, I think the most unrealistic part of the entire show was Corey and Sean coming coming out saying, hey, this is why we're bad candidates and we're going to withdraw. Legit would never happen in the history of politics.
1: <laughs> no, in real life, absolutely not. But that's no. the whole point. Like The whole point of this is Corey is supposed to be, or is trying to be better than real life because he understands that in order to when he would have to be this person he's not comfortable being
2: right but gives
1: a very eloquent speech
2: so i ran for president to find out who i was and what i think i'm finding out is that i'm not a good candidate but and i think like the the lesson and i think it's a lesson that we are seeing in this like this campaign season hopefully god i hope so is that Actually being the authentically good, honest, decent, loyal candidate is – it is what people want. It is what we're drawn to. It is like that authenticity, that vulnerability of like just being like, yeah, I'm normal. I'm like you. Like the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the world. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, you were a bartender and a community organizer. But I'd rather have but you – repre- But authentically, yeah. But authentically. And you, I'd rather yeah. have you representing me than some out-of-touch white dude. But I think that, I think that that, like, the show does get that point right, where it's like, that is what people want. It
1: is. Well, so what's interesting to me is I thought, because at the end of all of this, Topanga kind of, they're like, everyone withdraws. Feeny's like, all right, well, shut it down. (laughs) There's a power vacuum. And Topanga kind of steps in and she's like, no, we can't not have anyone Mm -hmm. uh, be in power. We need someone, but someone who's not making these outlandish promises and someone who does understand what needs to be done. And they kind of paint her, what I saw was like this reflection of Hillary Clinton, where it's just like a, oh, she's actually... She's the real deal. We had problem with these men, but this woman's coming in, and she's the real deal. She knows what's up. She's more uh, advanced and in touch than the male candidate. She, she gets it. Yeah. And then uh, Until that and last then, line, like, and then Alex stands up and is just like, "What about a water slide?" And she's like, "You got it." And it's like, a, but she's still, she's like, she's not that much better than all of. Like them. she's
0: not running against anyone. Why does she feel the need to make any promise that she can't?
1: exactly but it's just it's one of those things where i kind of how i see people feel about hillary clinton which is that she's the real deal but she also plays the game Mm -hmm. and you
2: mean like when she says she carries hot sauce in her purse (laughs) yeah Yeah,
1: that moment pokemon go to the pulse
0: (laughs) (laughs) really Guys, democracy is always invigorated by the infusion of fresh ideas.
1: Again, and we didn't really get to talk about Turner uh, and Feeny this episode, which turned on my Turner moment.
0: Turned on by Turner. Ooh.
1: Yay. Okay. So, turn on my Turner moment. I'm not going to lie. Didn't really work for me. Any of his outfits weren't really knocking it,
0: but I'm- mean, Ridiculous tie after another ridiculous ass tie. Exactly.
1: <laughs> But he has a pretty face, and so i was still turned on. And that was turned on by Turner. <laughs>
0: turned on by <my> Turner.
1: <laughs> okay. So, anything final thoughts uh, while we're wrapping this up?
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, just history repeats itself. <laughs> uh, it's. It is. Uh, it's ironic that this was your this week's episode. Uh, yeah. It really was a, a good reflection of um you know that. We have not gotten better since Anita Hill, since Paula Jones, since anything in the 90s, really. And a lot of the same senators are uh, still in there. What's up with that? Uh, (laughs) Oh,
1: wait, you mean we haven't changed the people in there and so far we haven't gotten better?
2: Yeah, it's Mm. weird how that works. I think there's
1: a connection.
2: (laughs) Uh, And, and, you know, it's, uh, it's just interesting that even in even with 8th graders, that little bit of power gets to your head. 7th graders. Of, oh, sorry. 7th graders. <laughs> the future 8th graders. Uh, that little bit of power gets in your head, and it just, it corrupts you.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Sure. I, they do do with Topanga as well, mm-hmm. is um, once she gets a little bit of power, they're like, ah, there it goes. It just, it takes you. <laughs> it sure does, man. Yeah. All right. TC, any final thoughts? Anything else?
0: Um... I do have a bruh moment, if I can share.
1: Yeah. Always.
0: Yeah, so my bruh moment is this one, uh, is the scene where Paula is first introduced, and she says, and again, this is the week of the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, she says, all I want is justice, Sean must go. And I just stopped real cold, and I was just like, wow, like, yeah, that's all these women want is justice, and like, here is Boy Meets World, pointing that out but also mocking it at the same time and i'm having such a hard struggle internally with how i feel about it yeah i just thought it was super relevant
2: yeah i I 1000% agree it's it's really disheartening to see the parallels between paula jones and paula kelly and just seeing women as just a, a political tool not, not not people who have legitimate grievances yeah. and things happening to them that are worth listening to.
1: Yeah. And what's, what's even funnier is the fact that they the writers see themselves, again, kind of like Sean in that moment with Topanga, where they're like, oh, no. We want to we want women to speak up and be heard as like a person not who happens to be a woman. Like they say that they use that line earlier yeah. but then they themselves are kind of um taking away They're saying say people.
0: what you want to say but look pretty while you do it. Like they're
2: it's all the different.
1: same message. Exactly and it's really
2: A woman is only useful if she's cute and has something good to say. Yeah.
0: So And supporting a main man character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Male character. So
1: it was it, again, it's it's mixed messaging, but yeah, that whole moment where she was like, I just want justice. And you're like, okay, what are you trying to teach kids about this moment? <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, that's, and that's the, the thing. The entire go. time,
0: I'm not sure what lessons we're supposed to walk away with and which were there. I, I don't know. It's just a weird parable of politics that Honestly, yeah, you know what? Po- actual politics has me feeling the same way too. So maybe it was too accurate. I don't know.
2: I literally had ice cream for dinner last night. <laughs>
1: <so>. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, so grades. What grades are you going to give this? What grade would you give this episode?
2: I don't know. I think it's like kind of like a B minus. Like I I I think mostly just because I give the writers a B minus for this episode. I think there is an opportunity to make things a teaching moment. And especially for, this is a show for children, for young adults, adolescents. And to me, the message of this show was don't trust women. They're just political pawns. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so I'm going to have to agree with you. I was like, B-minus, it's definitely, it's like a, it's a good episode, it's well-written, a lot of things do come, circle back, all of the vignettes kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a black kid in <laughs> it. We
2: got a black kid! Yeah. yeah, it
1: got a B for me. Yeah, uh, The extra was because
0: we got a black kid, which was, again, a Philadelphia school, so refreshing.
1: Uh, and then we got a black kid, and we got a black kid with lines and, like, a shout-out. I mean, like, yeah. That, so,
2: and it didn't have
0: anything to do with basketball, which is a huge thing for the show.
2: Okay, but he still definitely played into the black kid trope. He was getting yelled at by Feeney for not doing his homework.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, like, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, It's, it's a
0: compliment. Well, don't worry. Like, nominate Corey and Feeney will be gone next
1: year. Yeah, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Okay, so... B minus, B minus, and then a B. So that's good. All right. Um, we will let you go because we know you have things to do.
2: I have homework, though. Yes. I was going to ask you if you had homework. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, I would encourage everyone to follow Glennon Doyle on Instagram and Twitter if that's a thing you do. Uh, she is a activist, she's an author. And she has just been putting up some really powerful statements this week uh, in regards to Dr. Ford and our our senators. My most favorite is that women have no government, so we will not be governable.
1: I like yeah. it. I like it. Um, T- TC, what do you have for homework? Uh, yeah, my homework is a podcast called
0: Slow Burn. Um, I think it's done by Slate. Um, basically, they have two seasons. I think they're in the second season. Now, the first season was just about the Nixon impeachment, everything leading up to that. And the second season was about Bill Clinton's impeachment. And it was just really interesting. It was like, you know, we hear we we know everything that's going on with Trump with all these little side stories. There's so much craziness that every week there's a story and they're like, well, with Watergate, it was very similar where there was so many of these interesting stories that just got lost in time. And so they kind of go back and revisit all of these main players that kind of played a part in Watergate that you've probably forgotten about and don't hear much about. Um, I haven't gotten to the second season yet with Bill Clinton, but it's all very well done and very interesting considering the times that we're in.
1: Yeah, very, very much so. And kind of to piggyback off of that, I'm going to recommend the Anita Hill movie on HBO. Um, Everyone has talked about how relevant. (laughs) It's really sad when something this iconic in history is still relevant for the wrong reasons <laughs> you're like oh still uh haven't learned a thing well what do you know <laughs> um here we are again.
0: that's that's called confirmation
1: is the name <laughs> yeah of it is it's called confirmation <laughs> yeah. on hbo um and carrie washington yeah that's where i was getting to carrie washington um and, and apparently anita hill really did have a, a lot Uh, of influence uh, even with the script or whatever so and you know everyone recommends it so that is my homework for this week um anything else any other final thoughts closing moments
2: Votes! Oh my god, the midterms Voting. are so soon
1: Yeah, that was going to be my other homework Vote! <laughs> if,
2: if you register I don't know, uh, I'm sure there's a broad audience here California, the, your your last date to register to vote is October 22nd Go check out what it is for your own state Make sure you know where your polling place is November 6th of the elections It is so soon, it is so important Obviously, we need to get these old white dudes out of the Senate and out of Congress 100%
1: uh, yeah, don't forget um, your local elections as well. I'm, I've become very, very involved in my local elections, mm. uh, at least knowing who the politicians are and where they stand on something. Uh, don't get me wrong, I was talking to someone earlier about how it does take time um to like know these things but if you don't feel that you have the time definitely look to a source and that you do trust and see who they recommend because local elections are just as important
2: yeah and again a very californian note but there's a lot of interesting propositions on the ballot this year too uh including prop 10 which would overturn uh the costa hawkins act which allows cities doesn't allow cities to put rain civilization uh in place so if you care about affordable housing prop 10 is important to look at if you're in california
1: oh wow okay
2: local elections matter they do
0: governor race in florida senate race in texas come on guys come through
1: let's do this all right (laughs) thank you guys so much thanks helene for joining us i knew that we would have a great time i didn't know how much this episode would like be (laughs) triggering
2: I'm also just, like, a little triggered this week. It's fine.
1: <laughs> we all are. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening to Bro Meets World. Remember, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, all the places. Uh, make sure you leave us a rating. You can also find me on Twitter at Extra Siege. That's X-T-R-A-C-E-E-J. Uh, Tonathy?
0: You can find me at ABraverMe on Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter at AnnaKendrickRT, retweets, where I will be retweeting everything that Anna Kendrick tweets.
1: Yes, and then uh, make sure you find us again on on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well, or email us at bro at gmail.com. Just going to close us out. Remember to dream, try, and do good. Dream, try, and do good, guys.
2: Dream, try. More importantly, do good. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do good things.
1: <laughs> All right. Later, bros. Later, okay. bruh.